0: Okay, so this is the first episode of the Sound of Society podcast. In this podcast in general, I will talk about big current affairs issues, either facing the world in general today, or just like, you know, as a bigger issue, like immediately or in the long term. And today I'm accompanied by Marcus, uh, who is a vegan, of course, to talk about veganism. Mm-hmm. So, hey uh, yes, glad to have you on the podcast.
1: Uh, I I mean I'm very thankful to be here. Actually, um, yeah. I, I really appreciate you uh, sort of uh, inviting me on a talk yeah. about veganism.
0: Yeah, I, I'm excited to have you. So um, <laughs> you're obviously a vegan, and like you know that's something you believe in. So just like as the first thing to talk about, like what do you think it is which like actually made you become a vegan?
1: I mean, personally, for me, I, I think. Um, everyone's journey to being vegan um, is very different. Um, like for example, my sisters uh, who are also vegan um, do have completely do it for completely different reasons uh, than, than the reasons I do it right um, For me personally, it was after reading um, Animal Liberation by uh, Peter Singer. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll talk um, and refer to Singer a, a lot during this uh, next time period. But, um, but of course, I, I've had plenty of people come to the conclusion that you know, the impact that the meat industry has on, uh, let's say, climate change or antibiotic resistance um, has also made them become vegan. So, I mean, personally, for me, it was, it was mainly about animal rights and uh, ethics, but. Uh, it, of course, it was definitely a collaboration of all those other, like, different independent yeah. factors. Of course. Um, mm.
0: So, um, like, about the singer, like, about the utilitarianism. So, singer, quite um, obviously, as you would know, he, like, argues you should be utilitarian for, like, the pain which eating meat and the meat industry in general inflicts on people. Like, he mm. says... Um, that, you know, if I um, eat meat, like, an animal will have suffered a huge amount for it. And, like, under, like, a standard utilitarian calculus, we might not include animals. But, like, Singer says we should. Like, um, how how do you feel about, like, people who say, like, um, h- humans are the only, like, people we should care about, like, due to their ration or whatever? Why do you think we should count animals just as equally?
1: Mm. Um, I think the main like the the questionable part um, about this whole like discussion is is where we come up with the definitions of humans versus animals, and of course, human a human is a type of animal, of course, right? Yeah. Um, so why do we make such a large distinction between uh sort of a like let's say like uh like an animal, the animal kingdom, com- compared to humans themselves, um? Peter, uh, so Peter Singer comes up with this idea called sort of naming the trait, right? Um, and so many people have discussed this after uh, after Singer, but I think he puts it um, the best. Um, uh, do you mind if I quote Singer for a sec? Yeah, go for it. Okay, um, so he, he in in Animal Liberation he says. In the popular mind, the term animal lumps together beings as different as oysters and chimpanzees, or placing a gulf between chimpanzees and humans, although our relationship to those apes is far closer than the oysters.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's and just like a bit of an arbitrary and bizarre like distinction,
1: is essentially what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. Um it's it's fairly unfounded and and like when you try and put it to um, you know, Darwinian theories of evolution, it makes no sense, right? Um, yep. And of course, this doesn't stop when we're talking about feelings of pain and suffering within animals compared to humans. Um, and people believe that chimpanzees can definitely pe- uh, like, feel uh, pain, maybe not to the same level as humans, necessarily. Um, but, but it's probably to, close. Yeah, to, to a significant enough standard where it means we shouldn't kill them, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that, actually. Like, I have to admit, like, actually, you know, from the start of this podcast, like, I don't eat red meat, but otherwise, like, I eat most, like, types of meat. And, um, but I think you're right. It's a quite arbitrary distinction. And I feel like the biggest reason why we say humans are so different is just we are humans. And we want to justify eating meat and like the idea of saying we're no different to these things we eat would like justify cannibalism if you're eating meat and obviously like that's terrible and scary but you know there's not that much reason to have this distinction Uh, okay so like then about what you said like the oysters to chimpanzees like sure uh he probably like brings up the example of oysters because. Oysters can feel less pain and they're really different. Do you think it's justified to, like, eat an oyster, like, considering that the amount of pain, like, an oyster which you eat will have experienced is so much less than, like, a cow, like, eating beef or something?
1: Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, addressing what, like, Singer's views are there, um, he does talk about, the like, eating oysters and whether that's um, fine under his system of ethics. Um, and I think at first he sort of endorses the idea that, you know, the amount of pleasure that you'd receive from eating an oyster is sort of equatable to the pain that the oyster would feel in, in dying and, and being um, eaten. Um, but later on, and this is the um, sort of opinion that I agree with, um, where he sort of retracts that endorsement um, on the grounds that the sort of the, the freedom from pain is not necessarily like yes or no, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go into detail about this. It, so oysters live in this kind of gray area where we can't really discern either way whether the pain um, they'll experience is sort of equal to the joy or pleasure that we'd um, experience, right? Yeah. I think it'd be better um, for us to, to fairly, like, play it safe, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where when like necessary we have to cause pain to animals to a certain extent right sure. but an, exa- an example where you have the choice to eat an oyster or a plant based alternative which will suffer like which which wouldn't suffer at all um i would pick out the plant based alternative because then you're ensuring that nothing that not that not a single uh, animal is suffering and at the same time i'm still receiving a certain amount of pleasure.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I feel like that kind of strikes to the core of like the problem in this debate, which is like realistically, since we're not animals and we can't talk to animals, it's very difficult to quantify like how much pain they actually feel. And like meat eaters or like ethical advocates would say, um, like animals cannot feel that pain, but you know, that much pain. But their assertion's quite unqualified. And I think, like, yeah, it's I agree with you. It's probably good to err on the safe side. And also, like, you can see, like, if you like a no punch a cow or something, like a weird example. Yeah. Um <laughs> like it, it will feel pain, it will react. And maybe even them being simple minded means the pain is more pure or something, like yeah. it's less diluted exactly. by other things. So I think that's a really, like, good, like, characterization and, like, a valid point which, like, you and Singer both, like, raise and adhere to. So just then, like, moving on a little bit. Actually, no, this is still to do with Singer. But how do you (laughs) feel... Yeah, go on, go on. um, It's to do with, like, the ethics. Like, how do you feel about the idea of, like, say if Singer under Singer's idea like eating meat is immoral due to the pain it causes. Like, it's bad because, you know, whenever you eat a steak or something, that cow will have experienced pain. How do you feel about the idea of, like, it's justified to eat meat, but only, like, if a cow were to live a happy life for all of its existence, which obviously does not happen in the meat industry, but if it Mm. were to, and then at the end of its life, you were to just, like, shoot it back of the head, like, animals don't have this sense of, like, future, like, they probably won't know you're going to kill them. I mean, like, you shoot it, like, mostly painlessly, like, and kill it. Would it then be justified to eat it, like, under your view?
1: I think the best thing to, um, to answer that question is to sort of, okay let's say that it was a human instead of instead of a cow, because I think personally that the moral worth of an animal is not necessarily like, it is not based on what they can achieve. It's rather what they can experience. So let's say you had yeah. a human who had some mental disability mm-hmm. and couldn't look very far in the future. And this is exactly what... Um, Of different, like, um, is the difference between most animals and humans? It's the anticipation of the future, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a certain level of consciousness as well. So, let's say you you kind of like dialed back those two, um, factors on that, um, human. Would it be okay for us then to shoot it in the back of the head after having a happy life?
0: Yeah. I mean, I imagine (sighs) most people would say no.
1: Exactly. I don't think it's entirely fine, like either way, because again, sort of veganism is all about um, sort of excluding, as far as is possible and practicable, all forms of cruelty and um, exploitation to animals. So I don't think that's like, like I don't think that's necessary, like necessary to shoot it in the back of the head and, and kill it. Um, in a society where there have already, like, even in the past, you know, 20 years, so uh, you can see yourself, um, there have been so many more plant-based alternatives which have come up, which have completely eradicated any necessity to eat uh, meat in the first place. Um, Unless, of course, wish you're like a bodybuilder or (laughs) you're someone who has like uh, certain needs um, which need to be uh, sort of, Gone rid of by eating meat, which I, I hope the vast majority of people aren't. Yeah. Um, but given that, I don't think it'd be um, necessary to uh, shoot that person or shoot that cow, should I say, in the back of the head, right?
0: Yeah, and I think like what you're saying about like most people not having to eat meat. I think in the coming like years or decades, that will probably like transition to. Pretty much all people not having to eat meat because, like, what one of my main hopes actually is that lab grown meat will become you know cheap and available enough that you know it eliminates pretty much all need to actually have meat which comes from animals and like Mm. lab grown meat, you know, it completely like the issue of morality where like you need to kill something or the issue of morality where you cause pain which are, like, two distinct issues. I think one's, like, deontological, one's, like, kind of utilitarian. Um, They can both be mitigated via lab-grown meat, which is going to be, like, a really good thing. Um, Okay, so I think it might be worth, like, moving on a little bit now, like, from, like, the utilitarian, like, principle-based thing. Um, Sure. So like the environmental impact of meat, like it's quite severe and it's quite bad. Like uh, I think 14.5% of like human-based greenhouse gas emissions uh, came from meat and they use a huge amount of water, a huge amount of like uh, space, like large amounts mm. of the Amazon rainforest, like for instance, like as something which was in the headlines like a year ago. Um are being, like, cleared um, are due to, like, this desire to eat meat. Like, and I feel like the problem which you experience is the more ethical you are to an animal, like, giving it space to run around, like, you know, free range, whatever, like, not keeping it in a crate, the more space it uses, and thus, the worse it is for the environment. So do you think, like... I'm just wondering, like, what's your take on like this environmental angle
1: for like the eating of meat? Mm. I, I mean, first of all, I don't think it's necessarily animals that are bad for the environment. Um, I, I could even go as far as saying that animals are the environment; so they have to be sustained, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, our, our most most of our concern about the environment is based in animals themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's pretty obviously false to say that if we give more freedom to these animals and allow these animals to enjoy themselves more, this will mean in the long term that they suffer more. It, it feels like a bit of a, you know, a strange way of putting things. Um, however, I can say that the sort of meat industry is definitely a danger to the environment. And um, Oh, I would like to
0: clarify. I was probably talking sure. more about the meat industry, but
1: yeah. Yeah, um, no, I, I would totally agree. I, I think that the way that the meat industry currently is, is how they are, I guess, putting so much... Okay, for example, right? Um, as you were talking about the rainforests being cut down, a lot of people use that as a reason to discredit um, plant-based products because they say, all oh, this rainforest being cut down... And it's been converted into crop farms, right? So they can Mm -hmm. get wheat and and so on. But of course, the majority of those crops actually goes to the animals. Yeah. um, So that they can um, be slaughtered and then turned to meat. So on the whole, all those rainforests that you currently see um, and all the food that they produce could be given to, I think it's 2 billion um, humans. Like... Mm -hmm. um, it's an incredibly uh, exhaustive amount that we have right now that is going to animals, when it could be going elsewhere. Um, and of course, again, so much land that's currently being taken up, um, which is completely unnecessary. Uh, and as we are using the the example from beforehand, of course, it's what is possible in our current like landscape of what we're doing. And the meat industry has has gone far. Far like beyond any kind of like necessity for meat, and is encouraging into space, which is uh, so far removed from what human humans used to be like, right? Because I, I think um, we're often given this example of, of humans having a, a balanced diet in our in our primitive form, right, um, where we had sort of a plant-based um, sort of foods and also meat-based foods. But our current diet's is it's it's a like a world apart from what we used to have um in our primitive stage of, of development. Yeah. Because like what would happen is that you'd have maybe one or two meals of meat a month max mm-hmm. because I mean the thing about like the, the wilderness how you would be living there um there'd be very few chances to actually get your hands on um another animal. Yep. Um compared to sort of crops. So, so the majority of our uh, development which w- would have been spent um around cultivating crops and eating that. So I mean, I, I was talking to a friend uh, recently about how they felt that you know it, it just it just felt right to have a, a a diet which was balanced between the two. But of course what seems right or, or natural is completely out of uh, whack, if I, if I may say, um, yeah, compared I mean, to what is natural, right?
0: What seems natural is probably just like what we're used to and we live in a society where we're used to eating meat. So it's maybe not necessarily what is natural because realistically, none of us will have experiences like living in the wild. It's mm. just like what seems natural. But on that how do you feel about, like, some people... Some people have concerns that by not eating any meat at all, they will be deprived of, like, certain, like, minerals, or, like, they'll be deprived of protein or of B12. How would you, like, ad- address that concern for, like, people hmm. who might not want to switch to entire complete veganism?
1: I mean, um, me being a vegan myself and coming, coming from a, va- uh, a family of vegans... Um, there, I, I know as a fact there is no uh, particular vitamin or, or mineral or uh, any kind of um, element of, of sustenance that you can't get from plant-based uh, a plant-based diet, um, apart from this one uh, vitamin, which I think is as a B vitamin. I think it's B12. Yeah, B12. Um, however, a, a very important factor is that the lot of the like the skepticism around b12 and, and around um ha- like embracing a vegan diet it is it's kind of clouded because what b12 is is it's produced by bacteria um mm-hmm. in the gut of like a cow or a pig or whatever um animal however yeah. because those animals live in an environment which sort of um is so sanitized, or, or, or I should probably better clarify what I'm saying here. Um, they're given so many antibiotics um, yeah. that pretty much all of those sort of um, the vitamins or, you, you know, the, 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 the B12 is effectively gone from their body. So they have to be given supplements themselves um, to actually have any B12 in, inside of them, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, so I guess it's the difference between Taking supplements yourself uh, of B12, or eating an animal which has been given supplements of B12—it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah—and I would say, I mean, again, I guess, definitely on a on a personal standpoint, I would rather be upfront with what I'm eating and not have it clouded behind this uh, sort of layer of secrecy. Um, (laughs) I'm unsure if the majority of of people would agree with me because. if, if remember a couple of years ago, around the um, horse meat scandal, yep, like people, people are shocked not knowing. People but, were shocked, but people didn't really change their diets for like a long, yeah. like that. There wasn't a long term boycott away from eating um, beef, right? Yep, but yeah, which is yeah, it, it's something very very uh, interesting from a, a vegan. Um, sort of like an outsider's view on things, and how it's kind of sort of fading into the background, how people have forgotten about it. Um, yeah, I mean, public conscience does not
0: last that long, and it's a little bit, like, sad. Like, I think that's something which we can just see happen a lot, just, like, think of how quickly people get over every single thing Trump has said. But <laughs> Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Republicans. Anyways... <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, I think we've talked quite a lot about like, why it's morally sound. And I think I'm inclined to agree with you, actually. And like, I'm like, trying right now in my personal life to move towards veganism. Like, what would you say to people who like, say, like, I think veganism is moral, like, I want to, but I'm really struggling, like switching to eating meat? Because, like, I don't know, I like meat so much. I'm addicted to it. Like, it's really hard to move off it.
1: Mm. I mean, I don't think... <laughs> I, I don't think that meat... Like, those people who, who say, like, meat is almost, like, addictive to me I don't think it truly is, like, you know, addictive. I think there's a certain element of... Um, there's a trait within eating meat that sort of happens in your, in your head. That's the same thing that... You get from, let's say, like eating a bar of chocolate, where or, or like the serotonin or, or or dopamine or whatever hormone is uh, is released, and yeah. it acts as a kind of stimulant to uh, keep pleasant. eating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but of course that can be sort of stimulated uh, stimulated again by eating plant based products. So I would say definitely keep on sort of working through through life and trying to find alternatives to the meat that you. Uh, want to keep the closest so then you can kind of find like uh, find it's like a separation between you and meat for example um, I used to eat uh, sort of like you know those like cocktail sausages yeah um, I, I would <laughs> I, I was a <laughs> massive fan of that uh, like that and scampi uh, weirdly um, until one day I found this really really good uh, corn um, substitute for it mm-hmm. and it it tastes almost identical, but that oh, was my like one like that, that was one thing I really loved about meat but after that was gone I found it very very easy to completely dis- like um to sort of separate myself from the notion of eating meat um so I think there's definitely one or two sort of like anchors tying us um to meat like uh, meat eating. Um, but after you get rid of that, it's it's pretty like easy sailing, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd probably agree with that, actually. Like even from a meat eater's standpoint, like I have some like Beyond Burger patties in my freezer and they're actually really good. Like surprisingly good. Just like fry up a Beyond Burger, like mm. Just put a bit of ketchup on it. I know I'm a bit boring, but yeah, I mean it's it's quite nice, and like you get to know, you know, it wasn't an animal who was killed and like put in extreme pain for eating it, Hmm. which is really good. But like just before like we begin to wrap this up, I'm just wondering, like, uh, there's one more like criticism of like veganism is that sure. It might be moral, like, as we've talked about in the West, but, like, for different countries and different cultures, like, meat and, like, the process of, like, rearing animals can be, like, a huge part of, like, their culture. Like, if you look at South America or, like, Argentina, like, ranchers can provide, like, a hu- like ranches and, like, ranching, like, can provide, like, a huge part of, like, the national culture. Like, how do you feel about the idea that maybe it's, like, a bit elitist or a bit, like, Western or maybe even, like, a bit imperialist to say, you know, everyone should go vegan when, like, different cultures have different practices and it can be, and um, eat like, meat-eating or, like, mm. the practice of rearing animals can be, like, important to certain
1: cultures. Um, yeah, I would actually... Okay, this topic in itself is very, very, sort of, difficult to talk about because you always have to approach every instance on a case-by-case basis, right? Um because there are certain sort of um, places where which eat like insects and they get yeah. like a huge amount of their diet from just eating like insects and um, that in itself isn't as bad as compared to like ritual animal like sacrifices, let's say, for example. Yeah. Um, sure. Like thinking from like a utilitarian sort of singer perspective. Um, and I would say that in the same way that it's sort of right for us to say that sort of, you know, let's say sacrificing people to to, to gods is a bad idea and is is morally wrong. I think it's fair to say, you can say like, okay, your your culture is one entity in itself. Yeah. However, this other entity, which is this, this sort of characteristic of it, does not have to be part of the culture. Um, that there's nothing inside um, of eating meat which is necessary in any culture throughout the world, I think. Um, yeah. I, I think w- w- what's, what truly resides within culture is people and it's people's relationships to each other and how they interact with each other. That, that, that is the main characteristic um, of culture. And, and for us to say that eating meat or something that people do is morally wrong, I don't think um, goes anywhere near to the same level of, um, like, of sort of policing people's uh, behaviours like that happened in the past. I I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's colonialist or imperialist.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, I would probably agree with you, actually, like, even though I made that point. Because, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I feel like something, like, pleasure and pain it, it can like transcend culture like culture it can be like i don't know like the type of food you have like the way i greet you we're like i don't know like if i fail to like take proper pleasantries in one culture it can be inappropriate and maybe immoral but not in mm. another but i feel like you know like things like pain or killing which like define what we've talked about are not specific to any culture like I think you can say probably like they are just like absolutist. Like killing is bad, pain is bad, and that's probably fine,
1: you know. Yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't think it's a it's a very large stretch to say that pain is bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, on the whole, definitely. Uh, th- okay. There might be some allies to that, but yeah. Okay, so then now one last thing. Like
0: we've talked about the ethics of it. Like I think this is going to be the last thing for today's podcast. Just quickly about, like, so if we've, like, discussed and, like, say we've established that it's moral, how do you feel about, like, actually, like, doing something about it, getting more people to stop eating meat? Like, what do you think needs to happen? Like, should Mm. we get, like, government intervention? Should we get, like, um, I think, like, what's actually quite interesting was a couple of years ago we work ban- like we works now gone bust like it was a corporate failure but they banned like um the eating of meat and like the distribution of meat like on their work in their workspaces like and then there's also like potentially education about it like what do you think is the best way to like address this issue and to get like people to actually want to eat meat because, like, if you if you just like impose it on people, there's the potential risk of backlash, of course.
1: Yeah, um, I think backlash here is a very important factor to think about, um, because in our country right now, and in the majority of the West, um, there's an incredible attachment towards meat. Um, I think probably the best thing forward it's it's certainly not a ban. <laughs> a, a ban would be so sort of confusing and and weird, and it wouldn't really like work in the way people want it to work, um, <clears throat> as most as most bands like uh, turn out to sort of have that effect. Um, however, I feel that there could be certain regulations put forward um, that will protect animals sort of, of animal rights. Let's say things yep. around how many animals you can have in a certain space. Um, sure. Or talk, for example, um, in the EU, actually. Um, this is I think it's a talking point people are used to discuss how um, in the EU, you could have... They, they had regulations on uh, factory farms. And so they talk about certain animals having sort of X amount of space. I can't remember what it was. But the fact that we've kind of pulled out of the EU uh, has been a, a huge uh, effect on uh, how animal rights have sort of taken um, a step backwards in this country. But I think it'll be very simple to just put those regulations back in uh, and make a cinema about it. Um, Because then you're not really stigmatizing the people. uh, Like, you know, a ban would be doing that, but um, in a way that is effective, but also uh, doesn't obviously, like, hurt or make people angry. I think regulation would be a very good idea. Um, in terms of education, as you brought up, that isn't a necessity. We we definitely need that. Um, so having a, a consciousness around um, animals and their rights and what, what's happening to them right now um, across the country is very, very valuable. Um, however, I do understand that education, like if you don't, if you just tell someone, okay, bad things are happening across the country that won't immediately turn people um, against meat-eating. I, I understand that. But yeah. it, it is one step forward, right? We have to um, have a certain number of... Uh, sort of process, like, We have to have a process to become a sort of effectively vegan country. That, that, I think that yeah. is the end goal. Um, but we can't sort of suddenly put that in um, and enforce some people because that would have just too much backlash and the problems that come with that. I mean, you've seen in the past you know, the, the war on drugs, for example, or um, yeah. you know, prohibition. All of these have sort of ended up in really horrible ways. Um, and so we can't uh, sort of, we, we have to look back on those mistakes and we have to sort of look forward and try and put these regulations in, in a way that is safe. But at the same time, Um, to protect uh, animals, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it would actually be quite a bit like the prohibition of alcohol in the US, like Mm. in the early 20th century, where you just had like a huge amount of like moonshining or whatever. Whereas at least like you can help like And like, it was ultimately unsuccessful because people's attitudes towards alcohol weren't fundamentally changed. Exactly. What you need is like, you know, yeah, education, which probably has to be a bit subtle at first, because if you just say, (laughs) all meat eating is bad, meat eaters are bad, you know, that's not going to do much. Um, You need to get, like, people to start to, like, to gradually work away from meat, like, if you want to encourage a vegan society. Okay, I think that's about time for today's episode. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Your contributions have been very great.